right. Welcome to Jackson Film Club, the podcast. This is your co-host, Michael Lamb. And this is your other co-host, Sam Grafe. We are here today uh, to deliver a special episode. We've got Chris Mission on the line. Say hey, Chris. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Chris. Chris is the festival director for the Magnolia Independent Film Festival based out of Starkville, Mississippi. Sam, have you heard of the Magnolia Independent Film Festival? I have. In fact, I, uh, at one point I submitted a short film there several years ago. Oh, okay. But I, I, haven't, I haven't ever attended. I'd like to someday, though. Well, sweet. Well, we just wanted to bring Chris on to uh, to tell us about the film festival and, and just kind of catch up with uh, what's happening uh, in his world and, and the film uh, film scene in Starkville and what else is happening up in the northeast part of the state. So, Chris, uh, yeah. this is the are y'all doing another drive-in this year? So, yeah, we have a kind of an interesting festival uh, scheduled for this year, just because this is our twenty fifth annual uh you know we are the longest running and first film festival in the state of mississippi and so Mm. we're super excited to be celebrating this milestone for us uh and so to do that we kind of want to mix up our typical um schedule of events so usually we've attended uh you know one theater um it's usually been in starkville here and this year i want to do things just slightly different and add in a little bit more of the golden triangle area because when ron first started the festival, he started it in West Point, and they watched it in an old-school auditorium. Um, and so I wanted to include a little bit more of the region, so we've extended out to Columbus. So our opening night on Thursday, February 24th, is going to be at the Melco uh, Theaters in Columbus, and we'll do opening night there. It'll be really great to have filmmakers that are coming in. And then on Friday, the 25th, is when we're going to do our drive-in again. So last year we did a drive-in event and that was the only event we had was just the one um and so we're going to revisit that again just because of you know the the situation with everything right now with the pandemic and so we still wanted to offer an opportunity for people that didn't feel comfortable being in a theater to still have that opportunity to be a part of you know independent film and and watching some of the great selections that we have so uh, we're offering the drive-in again and that is at the mississippi horse park uh, just south of uh, mississippi state university campus and then Saturday, we're going to have three different screenings at UEC Starkville. So we'll have a morning session for family-friendly films, an afternoon matinee, and then our final night of films, uh, which will include our award ceremony. Man, that's awesome. That is it's awesome, yeah. really exciting to hear that uh, <coughs> you guys are expanding to... So that's two locations that, uh, that you'll be uh, three, uh, having Three, technically. Ones. Three, because we'll have uh, Columbus Thursday the horse park on Friday, and then the theater all day Saturday. Oh, oh! so you, you will be at the Hollywood Cinema there? Yeah, we'll, yeah we're, we'll be at the Hollywood Cinema all day Saturday. That's awesome. So you guys have a, a s- certain amount of screenings on Saturday, and then is there like a break, and then the awards ceremony where you call up all the, the winners? Is that how that works? Yeah, so Saturday is typically we have kind of a morning session for um, you know our family family friendly films. Um, we have a great selection of, of films for that, uh, and it's you know usually about an hour and a half, so it's not as long as most of our other screenings. And then um, we'll come back in the afternoon, do a a short afternoon matinee, uh, have a break for dinner, and then um, bring everybody back for one last showing of films along with the awards. That's awesome. So, is there? What's the? Um, sounds like that family friendly. If it, it's only an hour and a half, is that mostly shorts? 
Yes, yeah, it's uh, just short films. Um, there's a couple of animated films, a couple live action. Um, but we, you know, and we, we tried to pick uh, a selection that was going to be really interesting, and you know, visually um, for the kids. And, and some of the stories are really good as well. So, uh, yeah. So what's the, uh, you guys do, sh- are, are you showing any feature films this year? Yes, we've got uh, three feature films that we're showing this year. We have uh, A Beautiful Curse, Cram, and Anchorage. And uh, all three of those films are excellent. Uh, and, you know, they're all just very different from each other, which is great, too. So you don't, you know, see the same types of films each night. Uh, you're getting, you know, definitely a variety of, of genres uh, with these different films. Yeah. Are, are those, like, Mississippi-made or... What's the ratio like for the overall festival when it comes to Mississippi-made films? And then, I mean, it is an international festival. So what's the other, what are the other selections like? Uh, I would say we have probably a handful of selections from Mississippi. Uh, we actually have several from uh, the Starkville area. We have a uh, documentary that was made by the television center on campus. Um, uh, called The Last Supermarket, which is really interesting. And it uh, visits the... Kroger that was shut down in the Delta area, and it was the last Kroger or last grocery store in this one area, and now people had to travel 45 minutes to to get groceries. Oh wow! Um, so that was done uh, at the university, and then there's two music videos that were done by students, and they were actually students in my class. These uh, music videos were produced for my class, and and the students got in the festival on their own merit. So I do judge, but I don't judge when it's you know something I've been a part of. And right. so uh, the students got judged on, on their work and, and made it into the festival. So I'm really proud of them for doing that because, you know, I got to see firsthand the experience they had producing uh, those music videos. So um, and then we do have a couple others that uh, are from around the region, but not necessarily Mississippi films. Gotcha. Well, Chris, uh, are there any exciting titles um that you're really looking forward to? Uh, I would definitely say that our features are really good. Um, we Anchorage was kind of a late ad for us, uh, but we were really excited to get it because I think we were trying to get it last year uh, and it just didn't work out for some reason to be able to get that film. And, uh, and so I've been in contact with the filmmaker about getting that. Uh, our program director, Brandon McLaren, is amazing and has watched every single film that has been submitted, which is over 325 films. Uh, wow. So <laughs> that's, I mean, he just lives and breathes watching uh, these independent films. Um, a great one for the kids' session is Saving Amelia, and it was made uh, by this guy and his two kids during the beginning of the pandemic. And so, you know, the production value, like for him to be able to bring that kind of production value, and it was just him and his kids, you know, wanting to make this uh, short film. And so that was really, really interesting. Um, but we just, there's such a collection of really great uh, films and the variety and everything. It's I, th- I think people are going to really enjoy every single night. That's awesome. So are those um, features first-time premieres at the, at the festival, or have they been shown before? Uh, they, they have not been shown at our festival before. So uh, all the premieres that we're having are, are first-time premieres for our festival. That's exciting. Oh, I just had a question. Oh, uh, Chris, how, how did you get involved with uh, with the mag? 
Uh, so I was a screener of films back for our 2020 festival uh, and just kind of, you know, got into uh, meeting some of the different committee members and board members and uh, and got to know the president, which was Brandon McLaren at the time. So our fest- our program director was actually the festival director uh, at that time. And it was just really interesting to see the process of how it came together. And when the festival came around, I was actually starting a podcast at the time. And so I got to interview a lot of the different filmmakers that uh, came in. And that gave me an opportunity to really network with them and get some great interviews, you know, on site. And then from there, I I screened again uh, last year and then was approached this summer that they had an opening for the festival director. And and just from knowing different people around campus uh, and the community, they said, you should really give this a shot and go for it. Uh, and so I applied and, and got selected. Man, that's awesome. I, I loved being part of the mag last year. Uh, I participated as a judge oh, and, yeah. uh, and then I also showed up, uh, cause it, they only did the drive in and mm-hmm. I, I volunteered with that and helped, helped out with parking, which was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it's a it it's a fun thing I think to be a part of the mag and I mean it's a lot of hard work too. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of moving parts to it and and things that you know I'm still learning each day and each week as we go along that uh, you know if I get the opportunity to to direct again next year that I think I'll have a better understanding of you know where we need to be in milestones for uh, having things ready to go and you know and again I think. You know, not just us, but the community is transitioning back from, you know, being so heavy into the pandemic uh, at last year's festival that, you know, there's still just kind of this uh, transitional phase going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I really respected Bailey Berry last year for, for what she was able to accomplish. And I look forward to this year seeing what uh, what you managed to wrangle up. Well, thank you. Yeah, Bailey did a great job and, and has been a great resource for me as well. So what what's your day to day like when you're kind of getting things ready for the festival and the days leading up? What are you what's taking up the most of your time? <laughs> uh, lately, it's been getting in contact with filmmakers about getting their films. Um, you know, I, I set up a Google Drive account for them to be able to submit films, which I think was uh, you know an easy way for them to get us all the materials we needed, so they can submit you know their posters, anything like that. But now. Uh, I need to start the process of converting these films to DCPs to be able to play in the movie theater. And that is going to be a lengthy process because I don't know much about it, but I've been learning a lot and will probably be using DaVinci Resolve to to do that since um, they have a, a free plugin for it. Gotcha. Awesome. And, and the files are huge. <laughs> Anchorage sent me their, uh, their DCP, so thankfully I don't have to convert that one, but it was 137 gigs for just the film. Wow, that sounds like a, a blast when it comes to uh, storage management and things like that. Seems like awesome. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be purchasing a, a very big uh, hard drive before it <laughs> yeah. goes on. Uh, well, Sam here uh, is actually a film student at Bellhaven and uh, is a budding filmmaker himself. And, and I think he's got a couple questions uh, related to, to film and film festivals for you. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to know a couple things, um, just that, I mean, part, these are for me myself, just out of genuine curiosity, but I think it could be also interesting for other um, aspiring filmmakers to hear this. So um, since we're in a time right now where you can just 
upload anything to YouTube or Vimeo and hypothetically get thousands of views, um, what is what are some of the advantages in 2022 of submitting to a festival and going and, and participating in something like that? A lot of times what can happen at a festival, and, and you know, some of the smaller ones, it's about, you know, getting the name out there and, and being able to uh, kind of, in a way, pad your film with um, the laurels of, you know, the film festivals that you've participated in or won or anything like that. So when you get ready to go to the larger film festivals uh, that give you more of an opportunity to, you know, maybe sign a... Um, distribution deal or something like that you know when you come to one of those with a film that has you know 10 selections at other film festivals that makes a bigger difference to um you know a distribution company for sure yeah definitely uh so um kind of along those lines what are some of the things that a festival maybe you guys in particular look for in your films because i i know um i've heard from some festivals that They'll turn away films that are, are perfectly fine, but they just don't really fit into the theme of the festival or um, what the festival is looking for in particular. So what are some of the things that you guys look for when selecting films, um, and what are some of the things that can maybe you know, get a filmmaker's foot in the door there? So one of the things uh, with our film festival is when we go to judge our films uh, for our screeners, You know, we, we require at least three screeners per film. And... Mm-hmm that helps that kind of gives us a little bit of a a better idea of where that film is standing you know because we have a scale that it's rated on and and comments are left and that typically is kind of you know we have a couple of screeners that have been very dedicated to this and usually their opinion will sit a little bit higher than you know somebody who only watches like two films or three films or something like that and so that's kind of you know, then when it gets put into to Brandon's hands and Brandon sorts through all the different ratings and, you know, sees what kind of uh, comments people made. We, you know, we also try to find films that, uh, you know, do have strong messages. You know, we we are accepting of any film uh, that somebody submits. So there's no subject that is not too taboo for uh, for our festival. And so, um, you know, I think that's a really good thing for the filmmakers to not feel like. Uh, you know, if they make a, a film about a controversial subject that they're automatically going to, you know, not be eligible for something, especially in, you know, the state of Mississippi. I think that's uh, important because, you know, I, I don't want us to get that kind of, um, you know, people to think that way about us that just because we're in the South that, you know, we don't want to film uh, like that. So it's uh, it's it's a big process. I know I kind of like went off on a tangent a little bit, but um you know, ultimately it comes down to our program director and, and trusting uh, the vision that he has for the festival. And, and he and I talk a good bit about, you know, did you like this film? Or, you know, I'm thinking about this film. What do you think about it? And there's some that he'll have me go back and rewatch and, you know, and kind of say, all right, you know, it's between these two. Which one do you want? Um, and I think that's great that he and I have that kind of relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for answering that. So um, what are some things... Because I know there, I mean, there's so many festivals out there. Some are genre-based, and some like uh, like your festival is much more broad. Um, what are some things, maybe <clears throat> specifically for the mag, should filmmakers um, keep in mind when submitting? Is there, I mean, I know as a filmmaker, sometimes it's easy to 
obsess over the technical side and think, oh, I'm, I need to cram as many pixels from my camera as possible, make it look as sharp as possible, but um, does that matter as much as maybe we think it does, or is it really all about the story? Like, what are some things that filmmakers should keep in mind when submitting to you guys? Now, I would say, you know, in my background is, you know, I went to film school at Full Sail University, mm. and and so my my uh, experience there was I learned a lot about the technical side, and, and as a broadcast teacher, that's, you know, where I focus a lot on is, is the technical uh, understanding um, how do you best use the technology and your exposure and your focus and, and things like that, and so that's what I personally watch for when I'm watching the films is, you know, what is the production quality like? Yeah. Uh, because bad production quality can take you out of a good story very quickly. If you have really bad sound or, you know, bad focus or something like that. And so, um, you know, when I watch the films, that's what I'm looking for is that combination of the two things. Uh, you know, and I really think that, you know, up and coming filmmakers, uh, Personally, I feel like, you know, you shouldn't be making films for the festival. You should be making the films that you want to make. And, you know, when you can tell that a filmmaker has really put their heart and soul into something, that will stand out to uh, somebody watching uh, a screener of your film. All right. That's a great point. Thank yeah, you. I love hearing you say that. Yeah, that was a fantastic <laughs> point. Uh, well, Chris, when is the Magnolia Independent Film Festival, and where can people find out more information about it? So the Magnolia Independent Film Festival is uh, February 24th through the 26th, um, and you can go to magnoliafilmfest.com. We'll have tickets going up uh, next week, so we'll be selling tickets digitally for the event. Um, and so you can buy for a single day, uh, a whole weekend, or you know do a pairing uh, a different days, depending on, you know, what your availability is to coming to different events. But a lot of people tend to, um, go towards just getting the whole weekend just so that they have that flexibility to, to go to any of the screenings that they'd like to, but, uh, magnoliafilmfest.com. And then you can social, you can follow us on all of our social media at Meg Sweet. Any shout outs that you want to give, uh, before we, uh, before I ask you a surprise question? <laughs> Uh, I just yeah you know, I just want to thank all the committee members and the board members of the Meg um, because they've just been really awesome and kind of helping me through this process of you know uh, learning as I go um, and so whenever I've needed something they've they've been really great to help out with it. Cool. Well, one of the things that that we like to do uh, with our film club podcast is we like to to sit people down and ask them about their top 20 favorite movies. I don't think we have time for that today, <laughs> but I did want to ask, do you have like one or two movies that you could tell us uh, are your favorite? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm, if you uh, saw me on video right now, you'd know I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Uh, <laughs> cur currently wearing a Darth Vader sweatshirt that I can put the hood on and, and zip up for a mask. Uh, <laughs> oh my and, gosh. And, and my son uh, got a amazing... Um, Star Wars, uh, a pilot costume that went perfect with the helmet that I have. So uh, my social media has this amazing picture of him in that. So Star Wars is, is obviously very uh, high up. Empire Strikes Back is, is of course, the top. Um, but then the, the film that really triggered my love and interest uh, and desire to go to film school was Saving Private Ryan. I saw that in eighth grade, and I can remember exactly where I was the moment I saw it. 
And the feeling I got as I was watching that, you know, that opening scene, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to make a film that makes somebody just sitting in their living room feel for every character and and even the people that they don't know because in that opening sequence there's so many people that you have no idea who they are but you you just feel for them and to have filmgoers go to it and say that this is the closest thing to the experience that they could have ever gotten besides the smell is just really tragic but amazing at the same time yeah that that opening sequence really is a film school in a sense that's a great great film that's one of those films that's a, a, a secret Matt Damon, right? Yes. Yeah, I like Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was this was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really uh, appreciative that you you know you guys gave me the outlet to, to talk about the festival and, uh, and hope you know, that you get an opportunity to come and see us. Definitely, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. The best of luck to you guys at the festival. Hope, hope there's a great turnout. Uh, look forward to seeing some of the films. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.